Chapter twenty five of From Bangkok to Bombay Siam, French Indochina, Burma, Hindustan by Frank G. Carpenter. This recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Woman's Greatest Monument. It was four o'clock this afternoon that a turbaned Hindu drove me from my hotel at Agra to the Taj Mahal. That hour is one of the best to view this wonderful monument, for then the sun hangs low in the heavens striking the minarets at the corners so that they cast long shadows upon the white stone floor its rays soften the marble of the taj changing it from dazzling white to the rich cream of old ivory and the airy dome seems almost to float in the blue sky near sunset too the gardens about the taj are alive with birds there is sweet singing in the trees and peacocks come out and walk across the lawns and in and out through the tropical shrubbery indeed the glorious taj mahal has a worthy setting about the ten-acre garden is a wall of low buildings of dark red sandstone in perfect harmony with the entrance gate besides being the tomb of an emperor and his empress the taj is a mosque to which mohammedan pilgrims come from all parts of india and these surrounding buildings are rest houses where they may stay overnight the great entrance gate built twenty-eight years after our puritan forefathers landed on plymouth rock is of red sandstone inlaid with inscriptions from the koran done in white marble letters it was in passing through this gate that i had my first view of the taj it stands at the end of a long row of fountains bordered with cypress trees and is i should judge one thousand feet from the entrance the dark green of the trees shuts out the view on each side and you look down over the flashing waters at the great ivory monument outlined against the clearest blue sky that heaven ever gave to man in the distance the taj looks small as you approach it grows larger but it is only when at last you mount the steps and stand upon its platform or terrace that you realize its size the marble foundation upon which it is built covers more than two acres and at each corner there is a marble minaret as tall as a seven-story building the tomb itself takes up almost three-quarters of an acre and is topped by a central dome nearly two hundred feet high the whole is built of the purest white marble so symmetrically joined that it seems to be carved out of one block the dome appears to rest so lightly upon the structure beneath that it looks like a great silvery bubble words are powerless to describe the exquisite beauty of the taj mahal every point of view gives a different impression and each shows new perfections walk with me through the gardens they are filled with plants of all kinds gathered from every corner of the world now you are in a forest of fir trees the green is so thick that it shuts out all else take a step forward you have a glimpse of the marble dome but a tall palm has thrust its bushy head against it and its fan-like branches half hide but add to its wonder a pace farther and you are in a long avenue where the trees overhang so that you have only a glimpse of the sky at the end a step to the right and you enter a rose garden over which you can look at the minarets with the white bubble floating between upon one of the minarets stands amusin his red shawl like a spot of blood upon the white marble over the garden floats the call that has sounded there for nearly three centuries come to prayer come to prayer there is but one god and mohammed 
is the prophet of god come to prayer come to prayer now climb again to the platform and take a closer look at the building was there ever such workmanship around the windows are scrolls and garlands of flowers carved in the marble and set with colored stones some of the decorations have fifty different colors in a single setting and before the taj was robbed of some of its beauties many of the flowers contained a hundred or more princes and kings sent their offerings to help adorn the tomb of shah jahan's beloved about the doorway are texts from the quran inlaid in black marble upon the dazzling white one of them reads saith jesus on whom be peace this world is a bridge pass thou over it but build thy soul not upon it the world is one hour give its minutes to thy prayers for the rest is unseen but let us enter this beautiful building and stand beneath its dome we take off our hats and bend our heads low but our mohammedan guide removes his shoes for the very floor upon which we are standing is holy ground we are in both a church and a tomb moreover we are in the most beautiful structure in all the world the walls and floors are the purest of marble upon the walls lilies and roses are so delicately carved that they look like fresh flowers while above these are bands of other flowers made of jasper malachite amethyst mother-of-pearl coral and lapis lazuli just beneath the center of the dome is the screen surrounding the tombs of shah jahan the emperor and his wife mumtaz e mahal the light of the palace this screen is considered one of the most flawless pieces of decoration in existence it is a mass of marble lacework set between columns as exquisitely made as the most perfect of florentine mosaics the sarcophagi are inlaid with jade lapis lazuli and other semi-precious stones suspended by a golden chain just where it will shed its soft light over the tombs is a bronze lamp of rare design and workmanship inlaid with silver and gold this was the gift of lord curzon who presented it with a letter in which he said i would beg that this lamp may always hang in the tomb as my last tribute of respect to the glories of agra which float like a vision of eternal beauty in my memory and to the grave and potent religion which is professed by so many millions of our fellow subjects in india the lamp is on the pattern of one fashioned in cairo more than two hundred years ago to hang in a sultan's tomb when lord curzon was trying to find someone to make it he was told that there were only two men in egypt capable of such delicate workmanship one of these was employed and it took him two years to do the job the whole structure of the taj mahal is a marvel well fitting the description of bishop heber who said that these mohammedan artists built like titans and finished like jewelers adding that it would be as easy to tell how the birds sing or the lilacs smell as to describe the taj i feel the same way and am reminded too of the russian artist who remarked when he looked upon the building the taj is like a lovely woman away from her you may abuse her as you please but the moment you come into her presence you submit to her fascination a famous traveler said in writing of the taj i asked my wife at the close of our visit what she thought of the building i cannot said she tell you what i think for i do not know how to criticize such a building but i can tell you how i feel i would die to-morrow to have such another over me almost as remarkable as the taj itself 
is the reason why it was built we christians are apt to think of mohammedan wives as unloved or at best only the playthings of their sensual husbands they may be divorced at will or cast aside for others more beautiful yet the taj mahal was erected by a moslem emperor to his admired and respected wife shah jahan had one of the most gorgeous courts ever known and in his harem were ninety-nine wives of all these however he is said to have loved only the bride of his boyhood the fair mumtaz e mahal he married her before he came to the throne and for all their seventeen years of wedded life he was devoted to her alone she was noted for her beauty and was his companion and friend he consulted with her on state affairs and trusted her with the royal seal when she died in camp at the birth of her fourteenth child her husband's grief was so terrible that his hair turned white within a few weeks he denied himself to courtiers and for two years refused all the pleasures of life every friday he visited his wife's grave and there read again the prayers for the dead construction of the taj was begun two years after the death of muntaz e mahal twenty thousand workmen were employed on it for seventeen years and the structure represents an outlay of something like thirty five million dollars or four times as much as the cost of our congressional library at washington it took ten years to make the marble screen i have described originally it had a door of jasper later changed to a screen of pure gold set with gems and the sarcophagus was covered with a pall embroidered with pearls after the taj mahal was completed shah jahan set aside the revenue of thirty villages to maintain it yet this vision of eternal beauty was allowed to fall into disrepair and one viceroy actually proposed to tear it down and sell its marble that however was years ago and today the taj mahal has the most scrupulous care from a british board entrusted with the duty of keeping it up not far from the taj is the old fort of agra built by akbar the grandfather of shah jahan it has a circuit of more than a mile its red sandstone walls are nearly seventy feet high and its moat is thirty feet wide and thirty-five feet deep the massive sandstone gates are inlaid with marble richly carved within the walls are some of the most wonderful buildings erected by the moguls here is the pearl mosque a companion to the mosque of the same name at delhi bayard taylor said that the pearl mosque of agra seemed to him so perfect a symbol of the spirit of worship that he felt humbled to think that the christian religion had never inspired its architects to surpass it this temple to god and mohammed is of the purest white marble with three great silvery domes rising above it the court is paved with marble squares and inside are prayer spaces like those of the juma mojid there is a great marble tank in the center and upon the walls are inscriptions inlaid in black which compare the building to a pearl and describe its builder as the king of kings and the shadow of god in the white marble royal palace are audience halls suites of magnificent rooms women's apartments lavishly decorated with carvings and cool subterranean chambers in which the palace ladies took refuge from the heat the interior walls are a lacework of marble there are pillars inlaid with mosaic and room after room contains screens of marble cutwork the columns of some of the chambers were set with semi-precious stones there were costly hangings and rugs worth a king's ransom 
the best part of the palace was built by shah jahan and one of its most beautiful portions was the harem where he kept his ninety-nine wives i walked through it today at one place is a marble balcony where shah jahan and mumtaz e mahal used to fish in an artificial lake lying below and in another is a noble audience hall the floor of one of the courts was divided into a chessboard upon which the emperor played using pretty slave girls as pieces and directing their movements by his voice i went through some of the bedrooms occupied in the past by the ladies of the harem and my guide showed me their treasure boxes in the ledges of the windows circular holes were cut just big enough for the fair lady's arms and about three feet in depth into these the houris dropped their diamonds and barbaric gold i thrust my arm down one of them up to the shoulder hoping to find a stray gem the treasure box was empty but i could feel my flesh thrill as it touched the stone in one corner of the palace is a tiny building known as the gem mosque which was reserved for the women of the harem nearby is the bazaar where tradeswomen brought their wares to be looked over by the ladies sitting on their balcony above a man caught here would have paid the penalty of instant death most beautiful of all is the jasmine tower so called from the fact that the inlay of its decorations takes the form of the jasmine blossom here lived mumtaz e mahal the light of the palace in her day gold embroidered awnings protected the open courtyard from the sun and the air was cooled by a fountain of perfumed water from her balcony she might look through a screen of marble lacework upon the courtyard where her husband amused himself with sports becoming a warrior a stairway led from her rooms down to the baths the walls of which are inlaid with tiny mirrors it was in the jasmine tower that shah jahan died Aurangzebe, one of his sons by mumtazi mahal murdered his two brothers imprisoned his father and seized the throne thus shah jahan spent the last years of his life shut up in the women's apartments in the palace and passed away with his eyes turned toward the spot where he had raised in memory of the great love of his life the most beautiful building on earth end of chapter twenty five